Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Wherever You Go podcast. I'm really excited today um, because I have a dear friend of mine with me, uh, Sarah Ennis. Sarah is a good friend of mine. We do Bible study together, and she has a a background working with money and people and God. And um, she was raised in a a house with a father who's a pastor, so she's been really involved in our church for her whole life. And she just has a really good... um, view and has had a really good view of, you know, how God can work in people's lives whenever they let him (laughs) and um, how maybe our views and our preconceived um, opinions or, or what, not even opinions, but like what has been given to us from those who went before us, uh, the thoughts about money can potentially hold us back from becoming the person that God wants us to be. Um, so Sarah, do you just want to introduce yourself? And then um, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Sam said, my name is Sarah Ennis, um, and I'm super excited to be with you guys today and chat with you a little bit. Yeah, so we're excited that you're here. Thank you for doing this. I know it's, it's I don't know, it's asking you to kind of talk and and about things that a lot of people don't like to talk about. And I think money is one of those things. I feel like I've heard um, my friend Kristen Recupero, who you know very well, say multiple times, people are more comfortable talking about sex than money. Um, And so here we are, we're going to do a podcast about money and God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my one like, so one of the things that has come up for me many times is like as young Christian kids um and i don't even know that this is gender specific but i think especially maybe with females um, we're kind of taught at a young age not to talk about money not to ask about money um not to ask for money um and you know we even read stories in the bible where we we know that bible verses are often taken out of context um and maybe put into a different light than they're actually meant to to be in um but we're kind of led to believe that wanting money and a desire to have money is kind of a shameful thing in the eyes of God. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And kind of where have you seen that that's maybe not the actual facts? <laughs> yeah, so um, it's a really loaded question. Um, with a lot of, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a great question. Um, there's just a lot of thoughts that I have about the question, you know, so um, I think that God calls us to be generous and to be good stewards um, and to honor the gifts that he's given us. And I think that um, we have kind of convoluted things and made it really complicated um, when with God, um, he often has very simple things and that we make them very confusing. Um, And so, you know, we, I think we have a lot of, like you said, like there's just a lot of bad connotations around money and, um, we, you know, I think of the story where, you know, the man who God said, or Jesus said, leave all your possessions and come follow me. And he wouldn't give his possession possessions up, you know? Right. Yeah. And so that wasn't, you know, a story about, well, it's, you know, bad to have money. It was a story about who do you choose? Who is really the ruler of your heart? Yes. And so often that's what God wants is not financial success or financial lack he wants a a strong heart posture 
You know, he wants a heart that is seeking him and obedient to him and that is willing to um, do whatever he asks. And so if that's giving up what you have and following him or giving to others or, you know, living in abundance or whatever that looks like, it's whatever he is speaking to you. Um, and, you know, money is really tied to not, you know, dollars and cents or budgets or things like that, but often our thoughts and beliefs, you know, so you had mentioned, um, especially women tend to have this idea that we can't, or we shouldn't be successful or we shouldn't have. Um, and that's generally tied to thoughts and beliefs that we either have about ourselves, we've inherited from family members, from life experiences. Um, but that's certainly not what God says. You know, yeah. he's an abundant God. I mean, heaven is lined with streets of gold. You know, he lacks nothing, <laughs> you know. Um, and so I think it's more so working through what we believe and we think about ourselves and having the right heart posture with God. Yeah, and I think that's displayed over and over again in the Bible because if you read those verses about money closely, I was just doing some research for this podcast and um, looking up Bible verses relative to money. Almost every single one doesn't say, no, I didn't find any that say money is bad, but that the love of money, um, loving choosing money over God, um, that's where we get into trouble. Um, but actually having money and desiring to have money to, you know, most of us have a desire to get more money in order to tithe more or to have more time because money is a resource that provides can provide more time so that you have more time to spend with your family or in your community or serving in your church. Um, so money is a very good thing. Um, but it's just important that like, I love the way you say your heart posture. Um, I, I think that's a perfect phrase for that is that, you know, where, where is your heart at? Um, and if you begin to desire money and you begin to use it as an idol and you love it more than you love God, that's when it becomes a problem. Um, so I, I, I just was reading a whole bunch of verses this morning and every single one, if you read them, says the love of money or the desire of money. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a ton of verses about money in the Bible. So, um, look those up if you guys, you know, have questions, but I think Sarah, one of the things too, that I thought of about how this whole can hold us back from becoming the people that God wants us to is like, um, when we are programmed to believe that money is the root of all evil and we we don't want to come off as like, Ooh, I want this job because I want money. Then we fail to properly negotiate when we're interviewing for a new job or to properly negotiate when we're even just buying things. You know, it, I've interviewed people who I've asked them, what are their money goals? And they're like, Oh, well, money is not important to me. And I'm like, okay, but it should be, I mean, it's part of your well being. And you've got to have an idea of how you want to live, you know, comfortably and pay your bills. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I, I just feel like even for myself, I, this is something I've struggled with and I've really, I still am not a hundred percent comfortable with it. Um, still not a hundred percent comfortable with knowing as my business grows, the amount of money that I could potentially make it, it freaks me out a little bit. 
<laughs> do you have any strategies for any women or men who feel like that and like what they could potentially do to kind of get over that obstacle or that hurdle? Yeah. So I think it's shifting your perspective a little bit, you know, so whenever we are so self-focused, I think that can feel really uncomfortable. And then it's kind of exposing that something is out of alignment there. So your goal is not really to make a lot of money because you just want to have a lot of money, you know? Um, But part of that, part of that success is you stepping into your purpose. Um, And there's, there's a devotional that I was reading this morning. Um, if I can read it real quick, it's pretty short. Please. So it says, uh, it's on identity and embracing you. And uh, it says, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. In a world filled with protocol, a never ending list of do's and don'ts and the pressure to be perfect can seem impossible to a to discover who you really are and what you are here to be and do. I have always loved how the scripture above Romans 12, six through seven gives us a direct glimpse into God's game plan. Be what you were made to be. This is at the heart of divine reinvention, coming into alignment with our true assignment. The way God uniquely made you is a clue as to what he wants you to do. Nothing about you is a mistake. This verse is also a reminder of the permission you've already received to be uniquely you as a daughter of the Most High. Plus, God won't bless who you pretend to be. So stop conforming, shrinking, dimming your light, and running from who and what you were always meant to be, say, create, and do. We're waiting on you, the real you, and that's the version of you heaven needs too. Have you been chipping away at who you are by trying to be what everyone else needs? What is God now showing you about yourself that needs to come out of hiding? And then it gives a prayer at the end. Lord, help me to trust the unique way you formed and fashioned my personality, my thoughts, my perspective, my voice, and my abilities. I release any thoughts of inferiority and embrace how you've designed me beautifully and strategically. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so I think sometimes like we're, um, you know, it's honoring God to step into our purpose. And if he calls us to be successful in our businesses and be a light for others, then that's what he's calling us to. If he calls us, you know, to live a life of, you know, on a mission field where, you know, there's not this business success that like the professional world would see, then that's what he calls us to. So whenever you fully step into your purpose, like you are rich beyond measure, you know, like rich is not dollar signs, you know, rich is, you know, your soul, you want your soul to be rich you know oh man I love that so much yeah so and I think too like you know especially for women but I think even for men too you know I think of this often because you know I'm not sitting here because I don't have the same struggles but because I'm working through them and then I try to live out you know the work that I'm doing on the inside and we are always setting an example for our you know fellow brothers and sisters you know, so whenever um, I go after something and I achieve something, like I want to do it because I want other people to know that they can do it too. You yeah. know, and yeah. so it's all about supporting others and bringing others up and encouraging others. We're meant for a life of community, um, and so sometimes that propels me. Like that's the advice that I have. I think like, how can I encourage others to live this life of pursuing God's best for me? if I don't then take the steps to do that and I just live small and I'm afraid to do things, you know? Yes. Yes. I think I love everything you just said. 
Um, it's so good. I just, um, I, a few weeks ago had a coaching session with a, a coach that I work with and we were talking about goals and, um, you know, financial goals and me growing my business and all these things. And one of my hurdles is I, before I start bringing in employees, I want to be at my peak. Like I want to be a really well-oiled machine because I want my employees to then do the same thing. And I know that I'm setting the bar. They're not going to work harder than me. I own the business. Um, and one of the things she said to me was, um, Sam, how can you glorify God if you're not setting God-sized goals? And man, it hit me in the gut like a sucker punch. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like that's, that's what I live my life for is to glorify God. Like I pray every day that I get an opportunity to glorify him in some way. And here I am making myself smaller than he wants me to be. And I'm not going to be able to glorify him the way that he wants to use me if I'm setting small goals or if I'm reining myself in or if I'm not fully being open you know, to him pouring whatever it is that he needs to pour into me to come back out <laughs> um, onto other people. But I, I also love, like, because I think when it comes to money, there's a lot of, like, that comparison game. So I love what you said about be uniquely you. Don't compare yourself to others. All of our purposes and our um, the, the way that God created us are unique. And so we need to embrace the unique journey that God has put in front of us, even if it's different from, you know, somebody else. Um, and I think that sets limits on us too, by comparing, not only saying like, Oh, that person has this or has that or makes this much money, but like God's plan might be a thousand times bigger for you. And if you're looking at, if you're comparing yourself to somebody who his plan, isn't that, you know, we don't know that. So I guess what advice would you have for anybody who's kind of struggling along those lines? Like, I, I know for me, like prayer, obviously devotionals, like the one you just read, um, co coaching has helped me a ton with my mindset. Um, I, I think too, like, have you, have you had any experiences with, with kind of just like looking back in, and really digging deep and trying to figure out where, where your money mindset comes from. Hmm. So I think that, um, it probably has been formed through a variety of things, you know, like my parents and, you know, life experiences growing up and readings and then, you know, um, just my professional life and, and working and kind of all of that. And I think just learning from experience, but I think a lot of it has been shaped on how I feel about it all. And I think, you know, um, money often indicates something that's going on inside of us, you know? So maybe if we think, you know, we're not negotiating, you know, for, for something better for ourselves, it might be because we don't feel worthy. Uh, there's something else going on there. And then um, that's really what we need to deal with. So I think a lot of it, even whenever you mentioned comparison, you know, um, that's a really easy trap to fall into. And it's so hard to not compare 
um, and to stay away from that. Um, but it's really such a such a trap of the enemy, you know, to get us to have like greed and envy, and then um, even cause disunity, you know, among people. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just kind of all those things that you said, like staying rooted in your prayer time and your word and all those things and knowing who God called you to be, you know, and knowing that I'm okay on my journey because this is my journey and it's the call on my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, um, feeling like we're not worthy. Um, Sarah and I are in a Bible study together and we met this weekend and all of us in the group mentioned that that is something that we struggle with. So I think it's something that as humans, we struggle with and we forget not who we are, but we forget whose we are. Um, You know, we're children of God. He created us and we're already equipped with whatever it takes. Um, And we are already worthy because Jesus came to die for our sins and grant us the opportunity to have eternal life if we're, you know, accepting of that. And so I think reminding yourself of that, you know, as often as you need to, um, and maybe if you're going in for a job interview and you know, you're going to have to negotiate things, um, like money, um, you know, or even, even maybe where you're going to work from or things like that, you know, um, or if you're looking to start your own business, or if you're looking to do something that seems bigger than what you feel that you have the capacity for. And it's interesting. You talked about your devotional this morning, Sarah, because my devotional this morning was about, um, that God cares more about our character and our capacity than he does about his purpose for us. And I love the thought of that because I think sometimes we get so caught up in what's our purpose, what's our purpose, what's our purpose, that we kind of like forget to pray for our character and we forget to pray for, give me the capacity, God, to have room for whatever it is you made me for. Um, Because we get so distracted, you know, we get so, there's so much in the world being thrown at us and we're busy um, because we're out there doing our, doing our thing, raising our kids, being a spouse, uh, looking for, you know, looking for the next step in God's plan for us. um, That sometimes we lose sight of, you know, that, and I think that character and that capacity and the purpose again, goes right along with the whole money theme, because if we have that character, um, and if we are, um, having a strong heart for God, that's greater than anything in the world, you know, maybe your thing's not money that you might idolize. Um, maybe it's things, maybe it's a person, um, you know, maybe it's, I don't know, something, I don't know what are the other things, but, um, really making sure we're constantly working on our character um, and capacity is going to help us when God starts to really show us our purpose um, and leaning into that full force and not being held back by, oh my goodness, I don't want to look like a jerk whenever I make all this money, or I don't want to 
come across as um, somebody who loves money whenever I ask for an appropriate wage when I'm interviewing for a job. Um, I've struggled with that my whole life. Um, and I think it goes back to exactly what you said is like, am I worthy? You know, is that um, self-doubt going to come in and make me feel like I don't deserve that amount, even though I know I'm working harder than, you know, everybody else and I'm qualified? Um, or um, what was the other thing I was going to say? The, the imposter syndrome. That's a huge one. You know, I want to ask for this raise. And I do feel like women struggle with this more than men. I really do. I think that um, I've... I'm in a male-dominated industry, Sarah, you're in a male-dominated industry, and the conversations that I hear from my, when we're all together in a big group, they're so different <laughs> from the men. I mean, it's just, I feel like women are constantly trying to prove themselves. Um, so to your point, I think really remembering not to compare yourself, that you are fully equipped, that God has created you for a purpose that you don't even know yet. I mean, just keep leaning into that. Any other thoughts that you want to share, Sarah, on, on any of this or anything else? Yeah, I mean, I think just having the courage to step out, you know, sometimes, you know, we don't ask how you talked about, like, you know, being afraid to negotiate or things like that. Sometimes we don't have because we don't ask. Like, even God says that we have to ask him, you know. So having the courage, surrounding yourself with a community of um, supportive people that love on you, but that also speak the truth, you know. So, you know, we don't want to kind of inflate our egos um, and, and blow up some things that are not fruits of the spirit, but it's about having this humility, you know, along with it. And, you know, like you said, I don't want to come across as somebody who, you know, is greedy or whatever, but then check your heart first, you know, check in with you first before, you know, checking in with other people about their opinions or their views of it, because they're also processing from their life experiences and um, their thoughts and their beliefs, you know? So you really have to be grounded in yourself and do that self work. Um, and then it will just start to flow out of you, you know? It's kind of like the rock that's thrown in the ocean that then creates a ripple. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about like being good stewards, right? Of what God gives us and that he, he, you know, as you're being a good steward, he's going to see that and know that, okay, she's ready or he's ready. You know, I can, I can give her more. I can give him more. And that's not just with money, you know, that's with your faith. Um, that's, you know, the more you pour into your faith and spend time with God, the closer you're going to pull towards him. He's going to, you know, embrace that. He wants you um, and he wants to provide for you. Just like those of you who are parents that listen to this, like we want nothing more than to provide our children with what they need um, and, and even more than they need. We want to provide them with, you know, everything we possibly can to give them the tools for success in life. And that's how God feels about us. Um, and so I think it's important that we remember that when we pray, I, I have a hard time praying for money. I have a hard time, even when, you know, I started my business and I knew money was going to be tight and I was a little bit scared about it. I was still afraid to pray for God's, you know, to provide for us. 
just because it felt weird. And, and so if I can't pray to my father and ask him for something that like we need to feed our children, it's not even like I was praying for like a yacht. Um, How can I then negotiate a a raise? Or I mean, obviously, I'm my own boss, so I can't negotiate that. But like, you guys know what I'm saying. So I think we need to become comfortable with the fact that money is a tool for us to live our lives and to be comfortable. And if your heart is in the right place, like Sarah said, if you're going to tithe with your money, if you're doing, if you want more money so that you can, you know, provide a home that, that will have a bigger table so that you can invite more people into your home and love on them. If you, you know, want to do mission work and you want to, you know, do things like that, it costs money. Um, so I don't think that you should feel guilty about wanting to provide those things um, or feel guilty about asking God to manifest those things for you because he wants to do it, um, but he wants your heart. I think, is that about like nailing it there? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, any last thoughts? No. I think, um, I think, I mean, we talked about a lot of good stuff today and I think, um, you know, for everyone just to search their own hearts, you know? Yeah, I think that's really good. So when I invited Sarah to be a guest on my podcast, we had talked about talking about like kind of our businesses and, um, treating our clients like the way that is a godly way and growing our business in a godly way. But I kind of detoured her and said, I'd really love to talk about money and God because I feel like this is an area that people struggle with. I've heard people talking about it. And I think this is one of those areas that like, we have to, we have to get over it in order to become who God wants us to become. And we have to be able to ask for those things. And we have to be able to be comfortable with receiving and be comfortable with abundance. And And then when we have that abundance, we have to make sure, right, our heart's in the right place um, and we're being good stewards of it. And, um, you know, we're not getting into debt. We're not, um, you know, just being frivolous with it. Um, But but being good stewards of the blessings that God's giving us um, so that he he will continue to do so um, and use us to glorify him. Um, And I think that's that's the catch there. So... What I'm saying is Sarah will be back <laughs> for another episode um, whenever we can talk about what she actually initially wanted <laughs> to talk about. So Sarah, thank you so much for um, joining us today and for being willing to talk about this because it is a hard topic, I think. Um, it's hard to talk about it, um, but with your experience and your expertise, I just thought you'd be a really great person to, to share on that. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I, I love you, and I'm so glad you're here. Um, so I think one of the verses that I pulled up, because it's, it's one of those like, oh, money's bad, is the 1 Timothy 6.10, um, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So what you hear when people recite this is the, the money is the root of all kinds of evil. And I just, I've said this before that like, just don't read just a verse of the Bible. 
read the verses around it and the words around it so that you have the full understanding. Like this is saying it, they, most people, like I said, cut off for the love of, they just say the money is the root of all kinds of evil, but this is very clear for the love of money is the root, you know? And then it says some people, not everybody eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. So that's, that's where Sarah talks about grounding your heart and making sure that your love is for God and you're going to, you know, not, not get to that point. <laughs> um, and then there was another one I really liked. Yeah. Matthew six twenty four. Um, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Um, so again, it's not saying money is bad. It's saying it, it's a, one of the Ten Commandments is not to love idols, you know, not to put any anything or anyone above God. And that's all this is saying. It's just um, being specific to money because it is something that people love. <laughs> people can can uh, can stray. So anyway, um, that's kind of all I wanted to say. I would, you guys, if you're interested in this topic, um, look it up. If you have questions, um, you can find both me and Sarah on social media, um, and either of us would be happy to try to answer questions and and help with any concerns or anything like that that you have um but i'll just end with joshua 1 9 have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go